Hi, my name is Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. We are going to have so much fun together. I hope that our conversations about pleasure light you up. And I hope they inspire you to reclaim your desires and create more space in your day to bring pleasure into your work, your family life, and yes, even your sex life. We will practice and explore the art of pleasure together. Let's play. Alrighty, everybody, Pasha Marlowe here. This is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. And when I designed this podcast, I had an experience in mind, much like the one we are going to walk into in a moment, an experience of somebody who embodies pleasure and desire and creativity and empowerment. I love this man, Alexander James. You are the first man, Alexander, to be on the podcast. And I'm so thrilled and honored that you are here. I love your energy. I love your style. If you are listening to this podcast, I beg you to also go to YouTube and watch it on video because just to see Alexander is a gift. He's so fucking fabulous every day, but right now he's wearing, oh, it's this, the, the, the jumper with the off the shoulder and just awesome. And then in your honor, Alex, I decided to put in a red streak of hair and my red glasses. And then I found my Cleopatra <laughs> um, uh, earrings because I just wanted to wake up and play. And that's what you invite. So I love this about you. So welcome to the podcast, Alex. Hello, hello, hello. And thank you for having me here. Oh my God. I'm just like bubbling and bursting with excitement to be here. This is so fun. And when I logged on and I saw your hair and your glasses, I was like, she's bringing the fire energy. I love it. So absolutely. Anybody who is listening to this, go see it because the visual energy, the visual frequencies are part of the transmission. Yes, you get it through our voices, but both of us are such powerful visual creators that uh, we create little visual frequencies for you to bathe in as well. So I'm excited about that. Bathing in the frequencies. I love that image. So I met you through another coaching session, another coaching client, and I was fired up by how in, in, in a minute, maybe even 30 seconds, I think you came in with a different idea of what you're going to talk about. And you so quickly read the room. I think there were six or seven women in the room. And then instantly you went into, we're going to claim our desires and we're going to get rid of shame. And you were like, bust, you busted through all the level right, right away. And you, and you spoke to us in, at exactly the right time and exactly the right way, at least for me, it just really touched me. And I appreciated how you held beautiful, safe, and empathetic space for even challenging topics like sexual trauma and sexual violence. And I, I do that. I do that too. I go right to those places. And so I appreciate that about you. And I'm, I want to ask you a million questions, but first of all, <laughs> yes, do it. Tell us, tell us what, what you do. Cause I, cause I read you're the, you're the queer Carl Young. Mm. What does that mean? Okay, so let's hop into it. And here's the thing. I want to start by saying something really funny about that session. So the session that I attended you, with you was supposed to be an interview. So the, <laughs> the coach that we were with, 
she was supposed to be interviewing me in okay. front of you all. And I don't know if you remember, but her internet kept going down. Yes, I do. And so she couldn't log into the room. So she couldn't interview me. That's hilarious. And you just so took I was, over. Yeah. So I was like, it's my house now. We get to do whatever I want. <laughs> oh, you you own the room. And and they'd be fools not to hire you for whatever oh. they were trying to hire you for. But that's, yeah, it was brilliant. So fun. So yeah. So, you know, I just, in that state, I just dropped in and was like, let's hear what you all want. And going through the room, I just saw like clearly all these beautiful, magnificent beings, including you, have been brought here to empower women, create amazing, powerful, safe spaces for them to claim their desire, uh, which is really something that's so integral to my work, uh, both in my life and in the work I give to people. So here we go. I It was divinely inspired. So you said I'm the queer Carl Young. Yes, that is correct. And what I mean by that is I am a pioneer and an explorer of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in a lot of the modalities that are popular today in the coaching community, we're very focused on conscious thought, right? So what's the thought that's creating this experience for me? What's the, uh, you know, what am I feeling? And what's the thought that's creating that feeling? And this has been, learning those tools has been some of the most empowering work of my life. And... We got a lot of subconscious stuff going on. Yes. That isn't available to us in our conscious minds. So if you don't know that you have an underlying belief, then you can't work it. And so <clears throat> Carl Jung is kind of prolific for his study of the subconscious mind, for archetypes, for symbolism, for metaphor, dreams, all of these things. And so much of the work I do pulls from his work in making the unconscious conscious Mm -hmm. so that we can then work on it on a deeper level. Mm. And where did you learn about quantum healing and quantum physics? Where did you study? <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because I was studying it before I realized I was studying it, oh, <laughs> which, yes, is, which is how some and sometimes these miracles occur. So yes. the first kind of step into this realm was through a training program called Accomplishment Coaching. Um, which is very specifically a branch of ontological coaching. That's a big word um, for an easy concept, which means it's just the study of one's being. Okay. So when I work with people, what's not important to me is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. What's important to me is who you are being mm -hmm. about what you're doing. And a little bit before you and I got started on the call, you were telling me that some of the most radical shifts that you've been having in your life and your business and all the success that you're experiencing and all of just this, like this renaissance uh, of energy that you're having in your life has so much to do with who you are being Yes. about your business and about what you're doing, right? Yes. That I, pleasure and that desire. And you were the first person who understood how I can possibly tie together marriage and family therapy, holistic personal training into comedy, into life coaching, into pleasure. Like uh -huh. it's all desire. I'm like, yes, yes, uh -huh. it's all desire. And uh, I was like, oh, thank, you. thank you for seeing me and understanding that and appreciating um, the, the value behind that progression and transformation. So yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> and so that's like really one of the, my favorite things about my work is I, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, I really look at myself as an identity integration specialist. Okay. 
So, so many of us have these different fractured parts of ourselves that we don't feel like can coexist. So it's like, oh, I'm like really spiritual and really like elevated and, you know, have all these spiritual practices. And like, I'm like a wild kooky slut in the bedroom. I'm super kinky. I just like, you know, have all of these like wild fantasies and all this intense sexual desire. Like, and then we talk about business and it's like, I can't bring my spirituality in my business. I can't bring my kink into my business. Uh, introducing Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, yes, it's you not can. true. Yes. <laughs> and so, so many of us feel like, okay, there's professional me, and then there's the intelligent me, and then there's the flirty, attractive me, especially women, right? We're, I said weird. They're very taught to separate your like powerful, intelligent self from your flirty, attractive self, and then separate that from your sexual self, and then separate that from your professional self. And all we end up with is just like all these shards of identity that feel like they have nowhere to land in our lives. And so, so much of the work I do in this ontological work is getting to this root, Mm. this core essence of your being and finding and distilling so deeply who you are into one concept. Like for you, it was like, desire that just rang and you were like that's the thing that's behind every part of me right and um that's why I also my work gets into like holistic branding Mm. because the old method of branding is like okay let's take one of those shards like oh you're gonna be the kinky coach okay now go do your (laughs) kink thing and all you coach people on is sex and and I believe that you know when you look at a brand like coca-cola they're, they've distilled the essence mm-hmm. of what their product is in a way that is not limiting, mm-hmm. right? So it's refreshment. Every time you see a Coca-Cola commercial, it's the bottle opening, right? You see, ah, you hear the bubbles. If you, uh, it's always summertime in the Coke universe because people need to be refreshed in the summer right? So hot. I need a Coke. (laughs) Exactly. And so they've really distilled it down to refreshment. And then if you look at a lot of the subconscious subliminal marketing that they're doing, Mm. the, the, um, the, the bottle, for instance, red and white, a peppermint, what could be more refreshing than a peppermint? Mm. So even if you don't even know what a Coca-Cola is, you want a refreshment, right? You want to be refreshed and they, and they're geniuses. And this is why they're geniuses is because soft drinks used to be called refreshments. Yes. And so they are like, oh, this is clearly the essence of what this bubbly, sugary little drink is. So we're going to take that and we're going to make that our brand is just refreshment. And so obviously Coca-Cola sells like brown cancer water. Yeah. (laughs) The fact we never want to drink it. Exactly. They're They're branding. Right. Well, and and think about that, right? If somebody can sell you brown water, (laughs) <laughs> and make $38 billion a year. I looked it up the other day. $38 billion a year. Found bubbly shit water that like gives you cancer. Like imagine how much money we should be making as healers. Heck yeah. Yes. You know, just imagine that. So it all comes back to kind of tie this little <laughs> rabbit hole. It all comes back to identity integration work and one's being that is really who are you being about your coaching business and how do you distill that beingness that essence core in a way that expands you you find the brand that lets you expand as opposed to having to fit yourself into a box of one of these shards of identity you get to be it all and you get to have it all 
Yes. I love that expansiveness. And you mentioned um, at one point in that last uh, session we did together, if there's too much, too soon, too fast, even pleasure, that it can become trauma. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm doing too much. The, the podcast and the book and the changing, changing my personality and changing my hair, like changing my marriage. What am I doing too much? And it still feels in alignment. But how do you how do you weigh that? And how do you know when it's too much? And I can't even believe you're saying too much. Like I'm just like I would need to understand this. What do you mean too much? Too totally. Fast? So we are these boundless, amazing, expansive, infinite, energetic beings that have been crammed into these tiny little bodies with nervous systems, right? (laughs) And so part of the rules of playing the game in this realm is knowing how the nervous system operates. Mm -hmm. So the example I give of this is like tickling, right? Mm. A little bit of tickling can feel good. Mm. but too much tickling, too much of that stimulation. And we begin to, even though we're laughing and we're like, ha 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 ha. We're like, no, stop, 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 stop. Yes. And so too much pleasure can overwhelm the nervous system. Okay. It's like too much input. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's two things I want to talk about here, right? The first is consent. Yes. Let's that is that. so deeply a part of the work I do because as beings in this world, and it's especially if you've been socialized as a woman, mm-hmm. we're really not taught to check in with our own consent mm-hmm. and to really like ground in and tune in to like, what do I want, right? So often our focus is what did they want? What do I need to do to make them happy? What will be pleasurable for all of the people around me? What's going to make everyone else? What's just going to like, you know, what's going to be the social, lo- the social lubricant here? What's yes. going to like have not rock the boat? And in doing so, we make our focus, not our own inner consent, but the protecting the feelings and emotions or managing the feelings and emotions of all the people in our sphere. And so much of what we're taught is that that's what makes us good people. And for women, that's what makes you a good woman, a good wife, a good mother. And that people-pleasing is a trauma response. So it all comes back to that to that trauma. Totally. A fear of abandonment, right? Yeah. If I don't, if I'm not constantly creating pleasure for everyone and pleasing, 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 right? This is how it ties back into pleasure. If I'm not just being a pleasure machine for everyone else and stuffing yeah. what I want down deep inside to a place where I can't even find it, then I'm going to be abandoned and I won't be loved. Yes. And you said you had two things. One was consent. Did What was yes. the other one? So one is consent. <laughs> <I'm> the- <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on. There might be one more thing I want to say about consent. So okay. building, I remember what the second one is now, but building our ability mm-hmm. to feel into our own consent and own our yes and our no and learning boundaries Yes, I is the first it is the first step to owning our desire because what the difference between a consensual experience and a non-consensual experience is the desire. Yes, right. Something that could be amazing if it's not consensual becomes traumatic. Absolutely. And so, if we aren't able to even know where our consent is, we're constantly re-traumatizing ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's the first piece I want to put in. The second is as we're looking at 
desire and pleasure and thinking, well, too much, like, oh my gosh, like, can I really like, pleasure really is a bad thing. I knew it all along. I'll just stay far away. Exactly. Exactly. Our nervous systems. Are you familiar with Wim Hof at all? I am. With okay. The cold, cold the water, cold, and cold exposure therapy, and yes. yeah, it's it's yes. a little intense. But um, I like to think of that as a perfect example of mm. what we can do with pleasure, right? So Wim Hof suggests that you start off with a shower that's you know five minutes long or whatever, where you're doing his breathing techniques. That's like maybe five to ten degrees cooler. Yes. than what you normally do, right? He's not telling you to go jump into the Antarctic Ocean and swim for 45 minutes. Right, right. So for many people, and especially women, our pleasure feels terrifying. Mm-hmm. It feels scary to own what we want. Mm-hmm. And receiving pleasure, there's so much trauma around receiving because before, especially when we don't know our consent and we don't know our boundaries, we've received and it's yeah. been traumatizing. So the thing I say is, you know, don't suddenly decide that like, I'm leaving my marriage and I'm quitting my job and I'm doing whatever I want. I'm going on the road. Right. And if you want to do that, do that. And that's, you check in your consent and you get two thumbs up, like go live it. I love it. Right. But what you might find Mm -hmm. is that that level of pleasure in your life actually creates this deep anxiety and this whiplash. And I've experienced it in my life is I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready to receive that much. And you have to work up the tolerance of your, this sounds insane, but you have to work up the tolerance of your nervous system to experience pleasure safely. Yes, yes, this very much resonates, yes. So it's about that cold exposure therapy. It's like, ooh, maybe you start with the chocolate bar, Mm -hmm. right? And then, exactly. Oh yeah. I'm just going to let myself enjoy this chocolate bar. And while I'm, I'm in the cold shower or the main ocean. I eat whatever them. gets you off, honey, whatever gets you off, you do it your way. right? <laughs> but I'm going to eat this chocolate bar and I'm not going to beat myself up about calories. Cause that's mm-hmm. a way that our subconscious mind will cut off the pleasure. Right. And I watch after with that's all shame. the time. It's mm-hmm. the shame. It's the guilt. It's the, I'm doing something wrong. I'm bad, right? So it's like, I am going to intentionally eat this chocolate bar and just savor it and enjoy it and not fucking think about all of the things I've been taught to think about chocolate and eating and what it means to enjoy something in my mouth mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. has dairy or sugar or cabbage or whatever it is, right? Right. And then you work up from there to like mm-hmm. these ecstatic states of bliss, but it's not something that you jump into willy nilly mm-hmm. because that can really trigger some backlash and it can have you close off. So it's about doing it in a way that's slow, safe, and steady. I say uh, fast is slow and slow is steady. I love it. I love it. And it makes so much sense that we, I, it's like a little, uh, a, a, sprinkling it in and then like tapping, putting our toe in the water and then, and then allowing ourselves to maybe get in the water, get in the cold shower. And then maybe you jump in the ocean and maybe you're rolling in the snow, but yes, you don't want to just jump right in to the snow and assume that it's going to be 
pleasurable just because you watch other people receiving pleasure from it. So this makes complete sense to me. And all of my friends and family who are witnessing what's going on with Pasha is what they say. This weekend, if you don't know, a book is coming out and it's called My Next Husband Will Be a Lesbian that I wrote. Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) I need to order a copy of that for someone in my life. That's so good. good. It's been in my head for five years, Alexander. For five years, I've had this voice in my head going, my next husband will be a lesbian. And at 50 years old, I finally said that out loud. So that's been almost a year. And I haven't even come out as bisexual to my friends and family outside of my husband. So the book that comes out this weekend is me coming out. Surprise. And this, this podcast will happen after that. So people will know by then, but I could, but five years ago when I wanted to do this, I couldn't have been able to receive even whether it was negative or positive feedback or the pleasure or, or the celebration, I just wasn't ready to receive it. So I had to start with, um, allowing my voice to be heard, starting to tell other truths, starting to embody my emotions, starting to learn to play, learn to laugh, um, you know, invite in more people like you who would have scared the shit out of me even a year ago. I've been like, I can't, I'm not even worthy to talk to this person. He's so cool and fabulous. I have no right to even ask him to do my podcast. And, and it has taken so fucking long to get to the point where I feel worthy of the pleasure and desire I see other people experience. And to see somebody like you seemingly so um, easily able to access it. I have to ask um, when this all began and when you were a, a child or a teenager or young adult or whatever it was, was there a time where you felt um, not at peace with your body, not safe? Uh, I want to know what that transition was and, and how you came to, to be able to be you in this being you are. This podcast is sponsored by Krista Hoppala, sexologist and consciousness guide. I am proud to say that Krista is my own personal sexologist, the woman I turn to when I need to refresh my own pleasure practices. I highly recommend her to my clients and friends. Her website is kristahoppala.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-H-A-A-P-A-L-A.com. Lots of A's, or as I say, lots of ahs. It's all pleasure with this woman. Check her out. Oh my goodness. This is a million dollar question. This is so good because... I do think, oh, we got a little fly in here. Um, (laughs) I do think that people look at me and they think I'm just like some freak anomaly. They're like, well, he was probably just born with like too much serotonin. And like, he's just, he's just bubbly. He's just that way. He's just like Mr. Happy Pants, happy dance, like bubble. And fantastic parents who accepted everything you did and told you to celebrate everything. Yes. Yeah, totally. Plot twist. My parents are missionaries. (laughs) Hold on, I gotta sit down. No, that's really good. (laughs) Exactly. I'm so so, glad I asked this question. Do tell. Yeah. I grew up in traveling to Africa, traveling to Central America, spreading the good word, you know, like really steeped in a lot of the patriarchal and um, suppressive ideologies of 
modern day Western Christianity. And yet so much of those experiences are what I draw from now because I really feel like I still feel very connected to the spiritual archetype of the Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. And he's a little radical and a little rebel. He'd give a fuck. (laughs) He was just like, fuck all of you religious people. I'm going to go hang out with prostitutes. I'm like, okay, I can get down with that. Like, cool. Same, same. (laughs) So people look at me and they think, oh, well, you're just a special snowflake. Like you're just built that way. And the truth is, is that, I mean, it's so interesting that you mentioned the body. I guess I just want to go down that road because I spent all of my twenties staring in a mirror, picking at every single pore, every single hair, looking at every single muscle on my body or lack of muscle on my body, looking at my penis size and my butt and like everything you could imagine, you know, even my calves, that was like, became an obsession. It didn't matter. It was like the stupidest stuff was like the back of my kneecaps, whatever. I was. (laughs) We all resonate with this. Yes. (laughs) Totally. It was like, if it wasn't one thing, it was the other thing. And then I started getting plastic surgery. And then I like realized like, oh, that didn't solve anything. Like, Mm -hmm. Because if it's not my lips, then it's my jawline. If it's not my jawline, then it's like the width of my hips. And if it's not that, then it's whatever. So I like went down that pathway for a while of trying to modify the body. And I was into CrossFit. And then I gained like 25 pounds of pure muscle and I was ripped. And I spent even more time staring in the mirror and being like, well, this muscle isn't symmetrical, but that muscle and like, oh, now like my calves are out of proportion to my thighs and da, 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 da. And I just got to this point where I was like, this is never going to end. Right, right. Like you can't solve this problem. You can't solve self-love from the outside in. Nope, no, you cannot. It always gets solved from the inside out. And so um, I guess I'm going down that tangential route because it ties into even last year in my business, right? I was trying so hard to be, quote unquote, be a a six-figure coach and act like one and be professional and like... I'm going to be Tony Robbins and blah, 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 blah. And you are so far energetically from Tony Robbins. I love it. I love it. Totally. Totally. I so much prefer to hang out with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I I fully received that. Um, Yeah. And that's the thing is like Tony Robbins isn't for everybody. And the people who Tony Robbins is for, that's why there's a Tony Robbins in the world, right? Yes. Is because he activates and unlocks something. And that's why there's a you in the world because mm-hmm. you activate and unearth something. And that's why there's a me in the world. And yes. so, yes. so much of my journey and even healing the, the, my relationship with my body and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper, yeah. even over these past six months, has been just allowing me to be in the miracle of who I am. Mm-hmm. And even being able to say those words is like, oof. Two years ago, that was, that is not how I was relating to myself at all. But it's so funny because so much of what we think keeps Mm. us from being loved Mm. is the thing that's the the underlying shame Mm. that it's the shame that's keeping us from being loved. The shame about those things that keeps us hiding, that keeps us trying to do it someone else's way, that keeps us from not showing up. You know, I was just convinced that like, well, I can't just be like bubbly and weird and wacky and fun and intelligent and super genius and taken seriously and an absolute pioneer in my field and well-respected and paid incredibly large sums of money to coach people. Like those two 
mm-hmm. ideas were fractured. And it literally, I can tell you <clears throat> the exact moment that I was just like, I'm going all in. Like, Go for it. Tell me, tell me the moment. Tell me the moment. All of the spiritual stuff, right? I had just uh, finished a, what I now am referring to as my modality or one of the modalities I work with of quantum healing coaching, which um, allows us to access deeper subconscious states through the use of psychedelics, micro amounts of psychedelics. And I had just kind of like accidentally discovered this by coaching someone while we were in a ceremony together. Accidentally discovered psychedelics in a coaching session. Totally. Well, I accidentally discovered coaching in a psychedelic session. Oh, coaching in a psychedelic session. Got it. Got it. Okay. Right. And so like, you know, I'm just like never not coaching. And this is, this was a good friend of mine. And, you know, we've been talking about their money stuff for a long time and they were super resistant. They were just like, no, blah, 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 blah. I can't have money. You know, X, Y, and Z money's bad. Like just, and I just could never get through to them. So I was like, whatever. And then for some reason, my intuition guided me to go back in in that state and I started coaching them and it was just like, they received it and they got it. And that week, their business filled up. They hadn't had a single console all year. And it was December. So nothing. They'd just been working their nine-to-five job. Nothing happened. And they didn't change anything, right? They didn't put out more marketing. They didn't whatever. But energetically, something shifted that allowed them to receive the pleasure of receiving money. They energetically became open. And they had clients booking sessions that week. And I was like, wait a second. what's going on here? What is this? Let's do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's figure this out because coaching is such a new sort of modality. And we say it's new, but it's actually like older than time. Right. I think Jesus is a life coach, Um, (laughs) but it's having a Renaissance and we're discovering new modalities of technology. So I'm really into meshing them, but I had this integrative experience during that same session because I was hearing the coaching I was giving Mm-hmm. And it was integrating on a deeper level within me. And mm-hmm. so I came out of that session and I was like, this is my business. It's yes. mine. I get to be whoever I want to be in my business because I am the one who builds my business, like built to measure for my pleasure. Yes. Is how I think Sound of my business, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so all of the spiritual woo stuff came out. I'm a channel for some being, I don't know who it is or where it's from, but it has really fucking good ideas about money. So I'm just like sharing that with the world and my stories and I'm being all of me and I'm expressing my queerness through my clothing and I'm being the unbridled bundle of joy. And that was the moment. Literally I did that. And that's when I have my hundred thousand dollar week in my business. Right. Week. Week. And this is coming from someone, right? I launched a program. I was like, this is the program I want to do. I want it to be called the 16 keys of the subconscious mind. Like all of this stuff that had just been hidden within me. That's like, no, you can't talk about that stuff. That's too weird. That's too esoteric. That's too spiritual. Like you can't be like a spiritual coach. What do you think you are? A guru? Like, no, just like be this like little cookie cutter, you know, use the same fonts everyone else does. And like follow the checklist of like what you learned of how to make people interesting, you know, all that stuff. So boring. I read just this morning before meeting up with you on your Instagram, no link tree, no this, 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 nothing. Literally all you go directly to one link and it says, this is the application to get on the wait list for my one-on-one program. It's four to six months, $10,000. I only accept 10 people based on these three questions go. And I'm like, 
what? Like this was like, you just laid it out there. So boldly, confidently, simply, so simply it shocked me. I was like, yeah. it, gets, it gets to be that easy and clear. Totally. That's you, fantastic. when you own your desire, right? There's no like, well, let me fluff them up and let me soften it. And like, it's like, either, you know, this is the experience for you or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine either way. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to pull in people who aren't like, you know, yes, people go on and there's a shock. And that's part of the way I designed my application process was to facilitate a breakthrough because people are so unused to someone just being in that state of just owning their power and owning their desire that people log in and everyone's like, whoa, I was shocked. Like you just led with the price. Absolutely. Right. Was- Nobody says the price in writing. You're supposed to get on the call and all the games and all the, yes. I, and I, it, I really, I really appreciated it. And I really want to know what those three questions are, but that's probably nothing you're going to share until you push the button. But well, anyway. and that's the point, right? Because you yes. don't even know anything about my program, <laughs> right? And there's no way to find anything out about my program until you fill out the application, which is something that I designed because I was like, I want people who are led by their intuition yes. and who are willing to do things that don't make sense because yes. that's so much of how I coach is I'm like, what's your intuition saying? Let's do it. Like, yeah. and I'm just here to support you and tapping into people's wisdom. And so I launched that and, you know, there was obviously there was the building and there was the da, 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 but the, when the money dropped in, right, that was like two or three weeks of like setting out the applications and going through the application process blah, 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 and the, the money all dropped in within a week. And it was like 10 new applicants, 10 people paid in full. And then we just went through it and now they're all fucking, I mean, Dude, we don't even have time, but the just transformation the stuff before I, their first call. Yes. Cause I, yes, yeah. they pushed, they pushed the button. They, and their intuition led them there and they said yes. And before your first call, they've already transformed. Just say totally. yes. Totally. Oh. Because, and I, and I actually want to put this in, I want to tie into our conversation around desire mm-hmm. because integration and acclimation are two of the most key phases of all of this work, any self-growth work or any growing into your desires and what you want, right? It's like, you need to take time after you receive, whether it be coaching, pleasure, upgrades, whatever it is, to just sit and integrate them into your nervous system. Mm. And I think in the coaching industry, we get very tied up into this. Okay, what's your next goal? Go, 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 go. And when we don't integrate and upgrade on an identity level, like, oh, now I'm a coach who's like, I'm a $100,000 coach. Like I'm a six-figure coach. I went from, you know, I had not directly before this, right? I had been working up to this, but four months prior to that $100,000 lunch, I had one client who was month to month at $400 a month, mm-hmm. <gasps> right? So, and I don't say that because fast is better, but what I say it is that I had been doing so much work in those four months around integrating every single experience, every time I had a new client sign, right? Every time I had a consult that went well, even if they didn't sign, <clears throat> I spent time integrating that and getting my nervous system used to it so that it could energetically handle and be prepared to receive at that level. Because when you don't, you just self-sabotage. 
Mm. And so beyond celebrating it, integrating it. And for you, does that look like a quiet experience the days after that? Or how does that look for you? So one of, yeah, one of the ways that I integrate and here's what I say about integration is integration is a practice and it's an art. Mm-hmm. So I believe that art is how we integrate, mm. right? Whether it be through spoken word, whether it be through dance, whether it be through yes. painting or whatever our expression is, yes. I believe that art is integration and integration is an art. Mm-hmm. And so what I do with people in the 16 keys is I really work on their ability to integrate because it doesn't matter how much coaching you're getting and how like stellar the coaching I'm giving them is if they're not able to integrate it, then like water off a duck's back, like who cares? And Mm -hmm. so by learning your own individual integration style, you learn how to assimilate information. So for me, I'm hyper visual, like, and for so long, I was just trying to use words and I'm also a poet. So I do like using poetry, but it was like this huge, I had an integration in how I integrate. (laughs) So I integrated these different pieces of me and I was like, I've always loved music videos. I've always loved visual albums. I've always loved poetry. And now the way that I integrate is I do these like very complex stories. And like, sometimes I'll spend a whole day on one, but in my Instagram, on my stories, I will spend a lot of time creating the visual representation of these breakthroughs in ways that other people can understand too. So I'm integrating it as I teach and as I express. Yes. Um, And they say that the best way to learn something is to teach it to someone else. Absolutely. So that's my style of integration, but I have some students who are integrating by laying on the floor and being still for an hour. Okay. Okay. Right. And that to them, yeah, that to them is like life changing. Yes. So I encourage people to, just try to throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall. Maybe it's being in nature. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's song. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's like cooking a meal. Like try it all. Try it all and find what works for you and how your system integrates things. I'm going to try in a black jumper with the shoulder all the way Do it. I love that we both wore black. I I had intuitionally, I was like, I feel like we're both going to be in black today. That's awesome. And I was like, I, I, I know he's going to come in looking fabulous. I got to find my red glasses. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Alexander, um, obviously I would enjoy talking to you for hours and hours and hours. Um, I want to thank you for bringing this brilliant, fantastic, fabulous energy and all of your wisdom. I hope we could talk again to continue these conversations because there's so many directions we can go. Um, how can people reach you other than going onto the Instagram and, and pushing that button? Because I want to know what those three, but- those three questions are. I might go. Oh, push yes. Go, yeah. go push the yeah. button. Go push the button. Oh, <laughs> I keep on saying. I, what else can we do? Oh, it's just so funny before I tell you, I, I like, one of my goals with my marketing is to amuse myself because yes, I'm like, okay. if I'm not having fun in my marketing, you know, I don't even care if anyone else is having fun. I have to have fun. And then the people who think what I think is fun will come and I'll have fun with them in my business. So I exactly. keep saying, hit, hit the linky with your pinky. That's like what, how I keep selling it. Um, and it just makes me laugh because it's so dumb every single time. Um, but if you want to find me, if you want to discover my work, if you want to bathe in this energetic frequency of celebration and bubbliness and getting to be all of who you are and express yourself with 
wild colors and joyful abandon, the best place to hang out with me is on Instagram. So I'm at the subconscious brand. And that is like my main account. So that's where all of my stories are archived and you can go through and you can read all of them. I've got tons of channeled information in there. I just try and give away as much as I can for free. And like I said, that's how I integrate um, my posts are. The other day I was looking at my archive posts and I was reading something that I had written and I was feeling so coached by it. And I was like, damn, this is good. So my posts are a really fun place to also grow and create information. And um, you can find me. So that's at the subconscious brand. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I share a lot about branding and how to bring all of you uh, into your brand and how to really create a one in a trajillion. Yes. Like representation of who you are in business and really just create from the deepest places of yourself and get to create a business that is made to measure for your pleasure um, and get to do it your way. Not like finding your formula for success. That's what I'm so crazy about is like, I've learned so much from so many coaches and so many people and I've integrated it. And at the end of the day, the biggest energetic jump that I created that I did was when I was like, I have all this information and now I'm going to use it to do things my way. So at the subconscious brand on Instagram, follow me, let's be friends, send me a message. If you're listening, I love hearing from people and getting DMS, um, super friendly, as you can tell. Uh, and I also have a Facebook, which is Alexandra James. Uh, you can find me there as well. Um, and my website will be coming soon, which I'm excited about. Of course, I'll uh, announce it on Instagram, but I've created a website that's actually a riddle. Uh, so in order to... Yes, I don't know if anybody played Zelda as a kid, but I was really into Zelda and Zelda. Yes, like in big, in like in big, that kind of Zelda, like the the um, like fortune teller. Maybe I don't know what big is, but it's it was a game on um, what was it, the Nintendo and the Super okay. Nintendo. Okay, and he's this he's this little character who has to like complete riddles, and every level is a riddle. And there's like secret little things that you find and like a bush that if you press it the right way, suddenly it turns into a key. And so I've created a website that is based off of that. So in order to actually get through to the end of the website, every page has a riddle on it and you have to solve it to get to the next page. Um, Like an escape room. This is fantastic. It's like an escape room for your consciousness. And once you get through to the end of the website you escape the box that you were have been put in by society, by the patriarchy, by all of that stuff. So that's coming soon. So follow me on Instagram so you can uh, have fun. I'm all kinds of goosebumpy and tingly hearing about that. I, the, all websites should have more fun. That's, that's incredible. Ooh, Inspirational. Totally. Huh. I love playing with you, Alexander. <laughs> oh my God. This has been so much fun. I'm like, every time we get together, every time we talk, it's just this, beautiful melange this cocktail of gorgeous energetic bliss so i feel so mm, juicy being here with thank you. you for bringing out that juicy bubbliness inside of me that's been hidden for 50 years for those of you out there who want to continue the conversation with me feel free to reach out to me i have a website poshamarlo.com email pasha at poshamarlo.com and then on facebook and instagram and clubhouse and all the places Pasha Marlowe. This is the benefit of an odd name, a unique yes. name. Um, and then, of course, if you love this podcast, like it, review it, share it, subscribe, all the things. But 
go to Alexander's Instagram page because it is visually and energetically beyond pleasure. Thank you. And wait, I have a, I have a question for you. How can we get your book? Because I want a copy. <laughs> My next husband will be a lesbian. Comes out on February 14th to reclaim that stupid <laughs> holiday uh, for ourselves, for self-pleasure and self-love. And so on Amazon, on February 14th, 2020. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be ordering a copy on, on that day. I can't wait. Between now and then, I'm going to try to figure out how to make a like TikTok video and do an I'm coming out dance. I, I got to get on it. Oh my God, so <laughs> fun. Well, you are just an inspiration. I just have to say, you're such an inspiration to the liberation that's possible for all people, and especially women, especially women at your age. I think people look at me and they're like, yeah, you're like a 30-something gay man. Of course, like gay people can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like the roles don't apply to you. Um, and so to see somebody with your life story, just reclaiming their fun, their funk, their pleasure, yes. their creativity, it, uh, really just, I don't know, it inspires me and it brings me so much joy and, you know, it's, it's, it's liberation. It, it really is the deepest level of liberation is living yes. in that juicy joy and desire. So, uh, it's been such an honor to talk to you and to, support you any way I can in doing the work that you're doing is uh, just a total, uh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> There's no one-way liberation. I am glad we are in this universe right now together. Um, thank you. My pleasure as well. And we will talk soon. Thank Can't you. Wait. Much.